Welcome to Dippus. Can I take your order? Give me a uh, double bacon cheeseburger. Double bacon cheeseburger. It's for a cop. Roger. What the hell's that all about? You gonna spin it now? No, I was just telling him that so he makes it good. Don't spit in that cop's burger. Yeah, thanks. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What the hell kind of voice is that? <laughs> I was trying for something else. Didn't Did, come out right. Were you trying to impersonate a character from the Mighty Boosh? Maybe. It, it kind of sounded like someone from Mighty Boosh. That pink guy with the octopus yeah, legs. it didn't work at all. No, I, I, I didn't. We were I just talking about working. him and how funny that part was. So. No, great show. One of my favorites. So, Wackerly, uh, how's it going there, man? How was the uh, weekend? I had a company retreat this weekend, and it actually didn't totally suck. I forgot about that. It was that, uh, weren't you leading like a Weebelow or Cub Scout troop or something? Weebelow. I can't even know what a Weebelow is. <laughs> Like anybody knows what a weebelow is. <laughs> weren't you a weebelow? In a, weren't you I a was weebelow a weebelow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you play weebelow with the Scoutmaster? No, weebelow stands, stands for we will blow the Scoutmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it means. But wait, a weebelow is an advanced Cub Scout, right? Yeah. It's like Cub Scout that's the why next I'm, level. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you swallow once you're a weebelow. Yeah, exactly. No, but Okay, so what, what was this retreat all about? Uh, it's in Yosemite, which is a grand area of California wilderness that's preserved. It's a national park. All of our water in the city of San Francisco comes from there. There's a big dam, reservoir type thing. I've been to Yosemite before. Yeah. Even though I don't like nature, I've been there. (laughs) What were you doing there? I had to go with a girlfriend. (laughs) Forced me to come out of my element into nature. Jews just, Jews don't camp. They don't. I think some Jews do, just not you. Like natural You're Jews. You're an urban Jew. I'm an urban Jew, but most of, <laughs> most Jews are city dwellers. Uh, yeah, but what about a lot of what about all those like Woodstock hippie upstate New York Jews? They're all nature fucking I, I'm kicking them out of the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, there I guess a lot of Jews. This Jew doesn't camp, okay. There's a schism within the community. Yeah. There's the, there's the urban dwelling Jews and then there's the, yeah, the hippie Jews. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it, but I'm no I used to be like the young guy in the company, like one of the young crowd, like the people who drink all night long and like the, people, the older people would look to me and like my age people in the company to like have be the fun group, you know, like oh, they're going to stay up till one in the morning playing cards. It's nutty. But now I'm not. Now there's all these people who are like uh, 10 years younger you, than me. You've been supplanted. I've been well. There's a new generation is coming in, so now I'm the guy who like is out on the port, you know, the deck of the cabin, reading my book <laughs> and drinking wine, while they're all like, you know, doing bonging like, beers, well, yeah, drinking and, martinis like, and weed. playing their guitar and yeah, you know, listening to their. So did iPods. you feel alienated? Did you feel old? No, it's actually uh, it's a burden that's been lifted off my shoulders. Now I can just sort of be there and get drunk and not have to not have to be entertaining all the old folks. Well, now you're not going to be the butt of everyone's joke. 
You know, I mean, and now you're not going to have to be the, the, the main star of everyone's stories. That's, yeah, the star office. of the story I like better than being the butt of the joke description. <laughs> I don't know where you came up with no, that. No, but you know what I'm talking about? It's just like, oh, my God, Lance was so drunk. <laughs> you know, he came out with his pants down. and Well, that still happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just, what, a two-day retreat out in the woods? Yeah, I was just there for one night, and that's another reason why it didn't suck as much as it usually did. <laughs> Well, Wackerly, I spent the weekend doing research for Sick and Wrong. You know, I actually do care about this show. I take, you know, a lot of time out of my free time, my recreational activities, doing research for the show. But is this really interesting? I mean, so you're sitting in front of the internet just looking at articles? That's boring. I wasn't staring at porn all weekend. I don't know, I don't know why you'd imply <laughs> That's that. That's usually what you say you're doing when you're uh, doing quote-unquote research. <laughs> research. No, actually, I did practical, like, field research. Oh, field research. Wrong. Field research this time. I um, Did you did bring it, Bob Madigan along as your trusty assistant? <laughs> no, but uh, my sister and Jer were there. They, okay. Uh, they took part in the experiment. So... Let me preface this. Uh, this wait, this wait, wait. You said story. research, and now you're saying experiment, and now my interest is peaked. Well, research, experiment. It was a scientific study that I did for Sick and Wrong. My interest is even more peaked. I know your your science, uh, your science uh, acumen or whatever is just going off here. <laughs> sure. So uh, no. So anyway, last week I was doing um, the current issue of Penthouse. I think it was the November issue of Penthouse. And I now, came... when you say doing, you're masturbating to it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I was reading the articles. Oh, you mean so you were at work uh, processing yes. it? Yes, I was working on. I should I shouldn't say use the word doing. I was working <laughs> processing, making a digital virgin version, <laughs> making a digital version. The Spoonerism magazine. Incredible. Yeah, I know. Just all these like Freudian slips <laughs> Freudian, going out yeah, here. Yeah, it's not really a Spoonerism. Is it? Sorry. So anyway, getting back to my story on hand, I was working on Penthouse. November issue, and I came across a story about a drug I had never heard of. And I was kind of surprised, you know. I'm not saying I'm the I'm the Timothy Leary, you know, type. <laughs> you kind of are, though. You know, I, 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 I'm not saying I'm Hunter S. Thompson here, but I've done my fair share of drugs in my yes, 33 we've years heard. of life. We've heard you know, some I, of the stories. And my personal philosophy on drug use is try everything at least once. Why not? I mean, some I think you'll like. Would you, you want huff, try again? Have you huffed sp- spray paint? <laughs> I've huffed gasoline, but I've huffed petrol, but I've never actually done spray paint. Yeah, I've done Scotch Guard. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, I've done. You know what? Magic marker isn't that basically the same thing? A Sharpies, <laughs> snorting yeah, a Sharpie. Right. But no, anyway, I'm, so I'm, you have you've done pretty much everything I've, except short of peyote. I've never actually done peyote from the plant. Is that that much different than eating a magic mushroom or acid? Yeah. You know, I, I imagine it's just another hallucinogenic. But this drug I had never heard of. It's called salvia. Have you ever heard that, Salvia? I think I've heard of it. Is it related to saliva? No, it, it, it's <laughs> it's a completely different substance okay. altogether. It's not like some poisonous tree frog saliva. But it, it's an it's an herb. It's a natural substance. Okay, and uh, it's it's from the it's native to Oaxaca, Mexico. The region's Mazatec Indians traditionally used it to induce hallucinatory states during shamanic healing rituals. Okay, so I was reading about it, and then I was surprised to learn. That this hallucinogenic drug or this drug with hallucinogenic properties is actually legal. I mean, currently, I guess there's legislation to make it illegal yeah. in California. Yeah. But that, cur- that used to be true of ecstasy, too. It's just before the feds catch up to it and realize that it needs to be contraband. Before the, All drugs are yeah, legal for a little while. Well, before the DEA actually cracks down on it and figures out what, what can happen. Yeah. But, I mean, th- this drug has been around for, you know, 
hundreds of years. I mean, the Mazatec Indians have used it for their rituals. Why? I don't want to get into a Bill Hicks monologue here, but why do? What can happen? Why? Why do they decide? What's the criteria? Well, they just get somebody fucked up, so the DEA says it's illegal. I think you know. I I don't exactly know why. um, All of a sudden, I I guess I, I have a couple theories here, but I don't know what what qualifies a drug as being illegal in the DEA's eyes. I think it's if, um, if depending on the amount of people that are abusing it. So, I mean, if there's a, you know, if it's just like this, uh, esoteric drug that, a, you know, a, a handful of people are okay. actually using. Yeah. I don't want to get, I don't want to get into this any further. But than when, like, well, let's, let's, we'll accept that answer. 20 then, million teenagers the penetration, the penetration yeah. of the drug, they'd figure out that this is a, it gets you high, and a lot of people kids it are using you it, buzz so it's and the illegal. Kids can use it. Okay, and fine. it's and it's legal, and you can buy it when you're like 16. Right. And I think uh, the reason it, it kind of uh, rose into national consciousness is because of YouTube. Believe it or not, there's all these YouTube videos of uh, people videotaping themselves smoking salvia. I've think- seen that. I've seen that on YouTube, and I always thought. These people are faking it. It's really not doing anything. Well, that, um, that was my contention. I was like, I, I, these people are laughing. It looks like they're stoned. Because I've taken stuff that you can get at Whole Foods, like Valerian, that's supposed to be like an opiate. You're supposed to be have like opiate properties, and you take it, and it's like nothing. And it doesn't do anything. I've actually smoked opium, and I felt the same way. I was like, I am not feeling anything from this opium. Well, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of like one of those herbal supplements right. that you'd find in the back of High Times. Yeah, and or... It's like they, you know, they, they, they say that it has... Hallucinogenic properties, and it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll smoke this tea leaf. Or what are those and, little baggies when you go to the gas station? They'll have all those like fake uppers. Are those by the fake counter. uppers? Yeah, those and you're like, I'm not buying that. It's just going to give me the shits. Well, exactly. I mean, that's kind of what I thought this was. It's like some kind of placebo, and you trick yourself into thinking that it's actually working. Yeah. And I saw these videos on uh, YouTube, and we, we were going to post one of them. I think the most famous one is the guy dr- trying to drive a car right. on Salvia. Is it like a red car or something? Yeah. So we're going to post that on the uh, main page page sickroundpodcast.com you can check it out but so, so i watched that video after i read um read this article and i'm thinking i want to try this drug <laughs> this, i want to prove this fake ass drug yeah i want to try this fake drug because i just i can't buy it i mean maybe it's maybe i'm too cynical but i just can't buy this drug as being legal to have such massive hallucinogenic well, properties the point is you can buy it because it's legal you're not buying the concept that it fucks you up <laughs> Well, the, the fact that it's it's legal, you'd think a legal supplement or like those pills that you buy at the gas station couldn't be real speed. Yeah. The way salvia works, it's called salvia divinorum. And currently, it is legal in uh, California, Alaska, Hawaii, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, a number of states. The only states that's actually illegal in is Delaware, Florida, Illinois, Kansas, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, and Virginia. The McCain states. I can't even part. Except yeah, for maybe, Delaware. Maybe. I, don't <laughs> I think know. Delaware might be for Obama. But there's uh, legislation pending currently in uh, California. So I was thinking, you know, I better crack down on this, get my uh, ass in gear here, and get over to the head shop and uh, buy some salvia before it's illegal. Uh huh. So I went to six different head shops. I mean, there's no All shortage. All up and down Hate Street, I assume. Yeah, there's no shortage <laughs> of uh, drug paraphernalia stores here in San Francisco. And I went to like six of them. I went to two on uh, Hate Street. I went to one over here in the loin. I went to- Did you try uh, Berkeley? A couple. I didn't go to Berkeley. I went to- Actually, my neighborhood where my apartment is is called Oaksterdam. Yeah, Oaksterdam. I've Dam, never man. been in any of the stores. Because they have all those uh, pot shops that yeah. you can go to if you yeah. have the membership card. Right. Well, no, so I 
ended up going to the mission and uh, finding, finally finding some salvia. And you it can was just actually it. growing in a, in a crevice of a sidewalk. Yeah, it was in like uh, some hippie's crotch, like intermingled with his pubic. Or hair. maybe you went through that uh, wormhole that leads to Tijuana <laughs> that we talked about one week. Oh yeah, you just automatically go in there, stumble in there next yeah. to you. If you're up, ever in that you're worm- missing a kidney, if you're ever in that wormhole getting salvia again, pick me up some like Kalanapins. All right. And uh, I'll bring back like a 12-year-old Mexican hooker <laughs> while I'm at it. No, so anyway, I, I went in there and you can buy it in various potencies. Like so they, you can get the, the 10X, the 5X, the 15X salvia. Whoa. So I was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go, you know, for the good stuff. Give me the 40X salvia. It costs oh, $40 for the gram. Yeah. And here it is. Was it, was the, can, were the, were the prices um, – Coincident with, I mean, was this 40, yeah, they're comparable was this 40 to, times more expensive than the, the standard potency? Yeah, like, well, I don't even know what exactly would be standard, but the, the, the weaker extracts were definitely significantly cheaper. Uh huh. How much did this cost? That cost $40 the gram. Wow. And it's supposed to be 40 times as powerful. And the, and the guy was like this grizzled old hippie, and he's like, and don't you smoke all that at once, man. You should do at least four doses. And, and was, you're like, shut up, old man. Go listen to some Grateful Dead and fuck off. Yeah, I was looking at I was like, who do you think you're talking to, old man? I'm Hunter S. Thompson, <laughs> baby. I've done my fair share of drugs. I can handle your fake weed extract here. Yeah, right. You know, it's like it doesn't scare me. So then I went over to my sister's house because I didn't want to do it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> well, dude, you know, I've read that... Um, you know, I read that like the Indians used to go on their spirit retreat, the Indians and Jim Morrison, yeah. and uh, you know, go off and smoke some and experience, like go to the different world, ride the, the snake, shaman. bro. <laughs> you know, it's like chase the dragon. But I was like, you know, I kind of want to do when I do drugs, I like to be in more of a social environment. <laughs> um, you know, but whereas actually, I, I probably should have done it by myself. Yeah, I like to be watching TV. <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> by I, myself on the couch, which usually makes yeah. I mean, it, drugs always do make. Most things more interesting. Well, for me, it's uh, when the panic attack hits me, I can curl up into a ball and get under a blanket. Believe me, I wasn't calling you to do salvia. (laughs) Okay, thanks. (laughs) But so anyway, I went over to my sister's house, and there were a bunch of people hanging out there. They're all smoking weed. And I was like, pulled this little vial of salvia, and I'm like, look what I have. And they're like, what's that? And I was like, salvia. You guys want to try it? And uh, everyone's just kind of looking at it, just thinking, no, I don't want to do it. I, I don't think so. And like they're every, not druggernauts like you. Well, no, I mean like uh, one one guy, Vinny, was over there. Vinny's like, you know, yeah, I, I, that's the funny thing. Actually, they are. That's yeah, like, that's, they should all have been drugs. assigned to you. <clears throat> and Vinny was just like, you know, I've done it before, and it's a really dark trip. It's really powerful. I don't like it. And I was like, dude, I don't believe you. And then Chris, who uh, we're going to be speaking to later on the show. He was telling me that, you know, I took it, I saw my shaman, I was in a different world, and, you know, I, I thought I could pull myself out throughout my mouth, and I was looking at him, I was like, dude, have you ever taken acid? I was like, I've done probably and five what did hits he say? of acid at one time. He's like, yeah, I've done plenty of acid, this is different. I was like, you know, I just, I can't buy it. <laughs> You're incredulous. I was completely incredulous as to what everyone was saying about the drug. I'm getting the image of Icarus flying towards the sun with his wax wings at this point. <laughs> I don't want to build up the story too much. <laughs> but the way salvia works is when salvinorum, which is the, uh, the, the primary uh, ingredient here, when salvinorum A enters the brain, it flows to the cerebellum, which controls motor function, hence the inability to move, and to the occipital cortex, the brain's visual processing unit, hence the altered sight. Uh, hey, Mr. Wizard. 
<laughs> Get on with it. So, Nobody cares about this stuff. No, what I'm saying, so it's supposed to have a disorienting, confusing experience. Right. I know this. So does acid. Okay. So obviously... Is, do this, does this article that you uh, dug up here, does it say that it's the same channel as acid or weed or what? It says it's a hallucinogen. So okay. it's similar to the, to, you know, to the, it's in the same vein. Okay. So I was thinking, you know, I've done those drugs many times. I am not frightened by this legal extract that looks like tea leaves here. Yeah. Black tea leaves. Yeah. I've done all these drugs, too, even though I have this reputation as being, I wouldn't say anti-drug, but I just don't enjoy drugs. Well, you used to do a lot of drugs back in the day. I don't know if you should have been doing them back then. No, I never really had a good time. I fooled myself into thinking I was having a good time, and then I finally realized, like, this fucking sucks. No, that's exactly why I didn't call you to smoke salvia. And people were saying, oh, you should just wait and smoke it on the show. And I was like, no, you don't. You don't want to smoke drugs with Wackerly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dude, I've smoked weed with you. You're the most paranoid person I know on weed. Yeah, like, that's seriously. probably true. That's it's like a Philip too. K. Dick conspiracy come alive. It's yeah, like no, I, a little I weed. shifted another universe Aliens where everybody's trying head. to get me, and it sucks. <laughs> Someone implanted some bug inside your skin. Yeah. Yeah, they're monitoring you from afar. No, so anyway, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to the drug addict's house. You know, <laughs> the druggie's house. It's my sister's pad. So I went over there, and they're all smoking weed. They're like, but no. And all of them said, no, that's what's interesting. The exactly. story's becoming ominous. So everyone's like, so yeah, I mean, this, this drug has this reputation of just having this really dark, extremely violent trip. Okay. And that's the way Chris described it. And I was l- looking at him thinking, okay, I'll do it then. <laughs> but then I, I didn't want to do it in front of this audience. So anyway, I waited a, few, a couple hours, a bunch of people left, and then finally it was just me, my sister, her boyfriend, Jer. Yeah, and Chris. And we're so you, you waited a couple hours and talked about the podcast incessantly until everybody took off. <laughs> yeah, but basically I bored everyone into leaving. Uh, yeah, the podcast is great for that. Yeah, and so um, I finally convinced Jer to do the drug with me after a lo- uh, after much cajoling. I was like, okay, dude, let's just do this. Let's- Wait, and and more importantly, Stephanie allowed this. Stephanie apprehensively allowed it. She wasn't <laughs> pleased because she usually does not like him doing drugs, but. She was like, okay, you know, it's my brother. It's fine. Let's just do this. You're in the house. It's fine. And I was like, well, we're not going to smoke it out of a bowl. We got to smoke it out of the bong. Oh, Jesus. So I haven't smoked a bong in a number of years. Even even way before I started smoking pot, which was way after I even stopped, like, uh, what the fuck am I talking about? Even before I stopped smoking pot, I was still smoking pot. I stopped smoking out of bongs. Yeah, when you're much younger. Because you just get way, way too high off, like, some huge, like, five-foot bong rip, you know? And, and my favorite thing is when people use that device, it was basically a bong, but with no water. You remember that thing, the steamroller? No. It's like, those was... are, like, the, this was, like, the crack, the, like, the crack pipe. Oh, snow, the one, the, the little thing that fits in your pipes. pocket? That metal No, deal? it's, like, this big thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like no, a bong, no, no I water. know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. So, I told Jared, I was like, let's do this right. He busted out the bong. He even put ice cubes in the bong. <laughs> For a smoother hit. Did he put Ice Cube on the CD player? <laughs> no, we, I don't remember what music we were listening to at the time. And Fish. so I actually know we were watching, I think he was watching some kind of football game or something. Okay. So we, I packed the bowl, pretty big, decent-sized bowl. I smoked a pretty large hit. I cleared the bong, held it for about 20 seconds, like people said you're supposed to do. And I was sitting there, and I was just kind of like... People pass- meaning the internet? <laughs> yeah, the internet and the, the guy at the store, that the old grizzled hippie. And so then my sister said, you know, how's it feel? And I was like, here, Jared, you know, you take a hit. So Jared took a pretty large hit himself. And we were just kind of sitting there, and I, was, I looked at my sister, and I was like, this is nothing. I don't feel anything. She's like, but what does it feel like? 
And then all of a sudden, I just heard this echoing, shrill cackle from around the room. And then I was like a pterodactyl. Oh, dude, no, it was like, but it was like in like quantrophonic sound, just uh-huh. like this cackle yeah. from around the room. And then I'm Horrifying. looking at my sister. Oh, yeah. And my sister's just kind of in all these different spots in the room all at once. And I was like, could you sit still? She's like, what are you talking about? And I started laughing and laughing. Now, wait, I have to stop you here. When you say it was echoing all around the room and you saw her in all the corners of the room, sometimes when people tell you about their trips, it's kind of like they're telling you about their dream and the dream gets like way embellished because who's going to say otherwise? Are you serious? Like you seriously saw her in all different spots? You know what it was? The whole room was kind of slowly spinning, and then it started spinning faster. And so she was just in – I looked at her, but she wasn't sitting still. So what's was, really happening is your eyes are darting around, and, like, your brain isn't processing the fact that your eyes are darting yeah, around. Like so, every, yeah, like everything. But it really seemed – okay, so I believe you. It was it extremely really disoriented. It really, really seemed to you that she was all in these different spots. And so then I was like, I got to stand up. I got to go get a glass of water. So I stood up, and then the – angles of like the tables the doors and everything seem to be poking out in different directions like a, like an mc escher painting or something like that <laughs> my perception was so off and i'm stumbling around the room trying to walk and my meanwhile i could hear my sister's shrill cackle of laughter uh-huh. and then i so just she's walked. just laughing at you that's yeah, good she was and i was trying to maneuver around the table and just went bam face first in the wall <laughs> I mean, I seriously, like my motor skills were completely off i finally made it to the to the bet to the the kitchen took a glass of water and then kind of calmed down and was able to like sit down and just kind of feel the rest of the trip. But I swear, for about five minutes, you're like basically jettisoned into the peak of a five-hit acid trip. And it only lasts maybe three to five minutes. Yeah. So the saving grace when you do acid, even if it's really strong, is you sort of gradually build up to it. Yeah, and then you gradually come out. But this was like rocketed right to that like I'm really fucking high area. You take the hit. And then within minutes, within like a minute, you're basically just like peaking, riding like a five-hit acid trip for about four or five minutes. So were you able to observe Jer, or were you still high when he was high? Because he took the hit he, right He was really you. high. He like kind of was leaned back, like laying on the couch. He fell off the couch for a second. <laughs> and uh, we, we both were unable to communicate. Like words, my sister said my words sounded like, like I couldn't communicate, and so then could finally, you understand what she was saying? Sort of, but cackling? I couldn't. It was it was just like this sound like a shrill cackle coming from different areas yeah, of the room. Well, that's kind of what she sounds like <laughs> regularly. Yeah. So finally, Chris was uh, watching us with um, much delight and amusement, and then he said, "I want to try it. I want to do it." And so I was and when he when he says this, you've come down. My off of trip your was high, subsiding, but I still kind of felt you feel all fucking. Spin. Disoriented, yeah, but not, disoriented, not high. but no longer was like the room spinning, okay. or, you know, or the people moving around. And so Chris decided to do it locked in the bedroom by himself. He didn't want to do it in front of everybody in the living room. <laughs> and so I was like, whatever. I'm just laid out on the couch. We're just sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden we hear all this thrashing about and smashing. And Jared runs into the room, and Chris like had fallen on the floor and was shaking. And he gets up and he's shaking seizure wise, like foaming at the mouth, or just sort of shaking around, like what the fuck's going on? Kind of shaking around as right, to like what's better. going on. And then he gets up and he starts screaming, Are you in here? Are you in here? Chimney, smoking. And he's like grabbing Jer and pushing up, pushing him back like against the wall. And I just hear this feeble voice say, Dave, come in here now. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to run in there. And my sister's like, 
call an ambulance. I'm like, don't call an ambulance because you never call an ambulance. You never <laughs> call an high. ambulance. Not when you you're don't. You're paranoid enough <laughs> you're without paranoid the EMTs there. You don't need that. And they kind of grabbed him and they were trying to talk him down. And he's screaming things about chimneys and smoking. Was and Jerry fire. smoking? Did he walk in there with a cigarette? No, Is that- no. no. I mean, we were just kind of sitting there. And then he like, I mean, it was a fight or flight response. He was panicking. He had like his eyes were wide open. He was frightened. He was trying to run out of the room, like run to the living room. That's kind of scary because they have those windows that open yeah. and they live on the so floor. My sister's floor. like, you got to grab him back. And it finally... She managed to talk him down. He was cool. She gave him like a, a cold compress yeah. and like a towel around his head. And yeah, that 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 motherfucker is quite embarrassed about the entire incident. Oh yeah, yeah, he was rather embarrassed about it. So, well, should we call him? I was thinking we should uh, give him a call. And I've already told you my salvi experience, and I and, and you've told us your perception of what went on with him. But we should figure out. We should ask him how how he felt at the time. Dude, he literally flipped out on this drug. I didn't flip out. Jared didn't flip out. Chris flipped the fuck out on this drug. Okay. So I want to call him, and I want to find out why, and to see maybe it has to do with his history. I mean, I know he's done other drugs in the past, but I don't understand why the same amount of salvia affected him so much more severely than it did me and Jared. So let's give him a ring real quick here. Hello? Chris. What's up? Hey, it's uh, D. Simon and uh, Lance Wackerly from Sick and Wrong. What's going on, man? Not much. Hey, Chris. I should mention that Chris is a member of my science fiction club that we've mentioned on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you guys regularly smoke uh, hallucinogenic substances at the <laughs> science fiction club? No, just beer. But Chris has an awesome TV smoke. for science fiction viewing. Oh, okay. So Battlestar Galactica looks great on your TV there, Chris? Oh, that it does. That it does. So... Chris, I was talking about the experience this uh, past Saturday where we uh, ended up smoking some salvia, and I was briefly relating the story, saying how, you know, uh, both me, you, and Jared did it, but you seem to have the most severe reaction. Well, I feel like you guys both kind of coughed on your, your little bong tokes, and I, like, packed... Little bong toke. <laughs> little bong toke, my asshole. I cleared that motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, right. I packed a fatty and went into the other room, and I just, I, I when I smoked it, I realized that it didn't make me cough, and I really kept it in for like 30 seconds. You had done it before, I was though, gone. right? Completely gone. Yeah. yeah, but you had done it before. You're the only, I think you and Vinny were the only two people there who had smoked it before. Yeah, I have smoked it before, and I remember telling myself, I will never do this again. But for some reason, I forgot all about that. Because <laughs> it looked like so much fun watching me and Jer flip out. <laughs> yeah. Well, last time it, I was here while, through the whole experience. But this time, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much you want to know about it. But I'll just say. So describe what was going on. Well, no, Why that, were you that, flipping out? This is exactly what we want to know. You, when you say you were here before, you mean on like this plane of existence? Yeah, I was in. Yeah, I was here. I was being torn apart. <laughs> but I was still at, on this plane of existence i i felt like i was being turned inside out almost so this was the previous time last time okay so what what happened this time this time the minute i i you know finished the bong took i only took one mind you it was just one okay i thought you took two two. on the phone in the background you know saying oh it was so weird it was so weird and then i realized i just said to myself here we go because i my body just completely fell apart yeah you like fell on the floor and there's like uh you lost your balance. It was, I didn't have a body anymore. It like returned to the earth and I went somewhere <laughs> down, down. Like it so, was, 
It, well, and so the whole the whole experience is pretty much the journey home, I'd say, coming back to this reality. So what was the deal with the chimney, the smoking, the well, box? I don't know what I was babbling, but I there was one. I was walking through a few memories of mine, and I was actually in the memories. And that part was okay, but it was like, it was returning was really frightening. I, I just, I went through, at one point I was a two-dimensional shape, and... <laughs> And I'm telling you, Wackerly, this was like hardcore shit. It was Dude. like, I I was kind of traveling up a spiral staircase, if you will. And every time I came around, I was kind of, you know, regaining levels of consciousness to come back here. And at some point I saw you guys. I didn't recognize you because I was still learning. Well, we were trying to calm you down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. That. I mean, I to return here, I was having to like relearn everything. But there was a point where I swore that wherever it was I was going, which was back to this existence, was the dream. And this hell that I was in was the reality. And that freaked me out. Yeah, you definitely flipped out. Now, had you ever like had a similar experience on any other drugs? I know you've done acid. You've oh, done, done ecstasy. Lots of LSD. I've done ayahuasca, DMT, uh, mushrooms. This is in its own category. This is like... <laughs> this is f hardcore shit. So was this the most violent trip you've ever had? By far. And the most... F I've never had a bad trip on the others. I love the trip. I'm a tripper, you know, through and through. But, like, this was... It was a journey, dude. It was a journey home. How are you going to remember this time to never do it again? <laughs> you should get a tattoo or something. <laughs> I'll and, never do salvia again. You know, looking back, this was a really cool experience. It really was. But I will never touch this shit again. <laughs> Who who are a little intrigued? I say go there, but definitely like be prepared and have a spotter. So that that I think that's the the key item right there that people should remember is if you're going to do this drug, which I imagine a lot of our listeners probably mm -hmm. are, have a spotter. Just have someone there to make sure you're not trying to throw yourself off a balcony. Yeah, but you you fucking retards are so hypocritical. Because who is your spotter? Stephanie. She weighs like eighty pounds. I, she, she can stop any of you guys from doing anything. Stephanie, stop, Chris. <laughs> From flipping out. Don't you think Stephanie was the most crucial person there? <laughs> she really, she helped me through. I'm, I mean, just, I'm just saying, if either, any of you guys decided to barge out the door and go running down the tenderloin <laughs> naked, it's not like Stephanie is going to stop you. Well, neither hey. am I. I was in the corner of the room <laughs> pointing and laughing. Well, you're not the spotter. <laughs> you were high also. I will say there was nothing. Every time I look back, I crack up just like relearning Stephanie and Jeremy. There was something about her saying, oh, he's okay, he's okay, and me coming to that just is so funny to me. I can't explain why, because there are a lot of feelings wrapped up with that trip. It was a lot of emotions, but something about her saying that just still today makes me laugh if I think about it. <laughs> I, th I think what makes me laugh is... Back is, is definitely, like, I literally felt like I was born. Not, like, born again, I'm a new person. I fucking went through a vagina, I'm telling you. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I like even saw my. I was like wrapped up in a towel when I was done because I was like getting all the afterbirth off me. I fucking went through it, dude. Yeah, no, he was. You guys had a better night than me. He I was go definitely reborn. On Saturday. He definitely reborn. <laughs> it's amazing. It's from the earth, and it's like it's a gift from her. You know, it was it was really cool. I, well, Chris, I, I can say one thing for sure: I'm never doing salvia with you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But hey, dude, thanks for uh, explaining the drug to us. Yeah, and thanks for having me on. I'm you do recommend it to our other li to uh, the listening audience. I'd say if you're just be prepared, 
to go through like three minutes of pain. <laughs> but, um, but it's worth it's it. It's something new. It's something new. You got to try all drugs at least once. That's what I say. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, thanks for talking to us and have a good night, man. You too. All right. See ya. Take it easy. You know, it, it's 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 kind of cool to have it from his perspective because he was the person who was actually experience, yeah. experiencing the bad trip. It sounds like he turned into a platonic form at one point, <laughs> like a perfect isosceles triangle, two-dimensional uh, well, you know, he figure. Kept, he kept saying that, uh, you know, you'll see your shaman. And, you know, I did see Ronnie James Dio, and I did have a conversation for a while. But uh, Are you sure it wasn't it, Ron Jeremy? <laughs> actually, I think it was my sister. <laughs> So They're about sister, the same height. My sister and Dio are about the same yeah, height. Yeah, but your sister's less bald. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and slightly more attractive, just slightly. Yeah, same evilness though. But so, people, if you're going to do the drug, you better do it soon because it's about to be illegal in uh, several states. Apparently, the the proper way to do it, according to uh, Daniel Siebert, who's a medical botanist who's currently uh, writing a book about the drug. He said that the Mazatec Indians used to sit in a quiet space alone, chew the leaves, rather than smoking them. It's a gentler experience that lasts longer. Well, why the fuck am I listening to Daniel Siebert? Shouldn't I be listening to... (laughs) Well, the way the reckless youth do it is uh, we smoke as much as we can, as fast as we can, out of a bong. So if you want to have a violent, psychotic trip, do it that way. Did you just refer to yourself as a youth? (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Reckless drug abusers. All right. That's, that's better. I'm definitely not part of the youth anymore. But uh, if you're going to do it, do it soon because it's about to be illegal in this country. And, you know, I, I don't. What about in Europe? Is it still legal over there? Do they care? They don't even have Mexicans in Europe. I don't think they can get the drug <laughs> yeah, over there. Yeah, but they there. have tons of drugs. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, Amsterdam, you're going to be able to get it there forever, right? Yeah, I don't even know if you can get salvia. You can, there. you can, sm- you can, <laughs> you can order smoke it. it in the uh, in the weed bar and like just rampage, turn over all the tables. And- I know a lot of people have obtained it off online, so I think if you go, if you did a search for it, I think you could probably order it and have it shipped to you. Okay, but uh, people, Straight I don't from know. <laughs> I urge you to use caution and uh, have a spotter. <laughs> Drug spotter. Someone, yeah, someone much more responsible than me, because I'll just sit there, point and laugh. <laughs> And wackily, I don't think you should try it. No, I won't be. People Although that- I'd like to point out, I've done a lot of drugs. I don't like the drugs. I do. F- I freak out, but I've never freaked out like where people had to take care of me. I no, just, I freak I'm, out and leave and like go curl up. Like I said, curl up in a ball. And then the everyone's couch. just like five hours later. What happened to Lance? I'll be like know, in dude. the back seat of my car on the floorboards. Yeah, in a fetal position. Yeah, I've never had to be like you know. I've never had to be brought down. Yeah, no down. one's ever had to actually take care of you. Yeah, I, but I real because you know because I, I stay away from that stuff because I know it fucks me up too bad. <laughs> dude, all I'm saying, I won't even smoke weed with you. So. Salvia's no, out of the fun. out of the question. How here. about moonshine? Yeah, I might do that. Right. Well, people, this is episode uh, 146 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, before we get started with uh, the the stories and everything, I think we should do a shot. Well, actually, a shot is in order. I don't know if you realize this, but today is October 29th, which is the anniversary of Anton Xander LaVey's death. He's the founder of the Church of Satan and when the did, author what of year the Satanic Bible. He died in 1997. Wow. So uh, we might as well do a shot for good old Father Satan there. So what is this, the 11th anniversary? 11th anniversary of uh, Anton LaVey's death. You know, I've been trying to get his daughter on the show forever. Here's to Anton. God damn that moonshine. Damn that moonshine. That one didn't go down as smooth. (laughs) 
<laughs> so people, is. quick recap of last week's show, episode 145. I did a story about a Facebook murder. Wackerly did a story about a um, Australian spear chucker. And a listener sent in a story about a barbecued Yorkie. Uh, believe it or not, Wackerly, we tied 88 votes apiece. Really? And uh, yeah, which is rare. We rarely tie. Well, it's uh, both. There are both stories of uh, you know relationships gone wrong. I think mine was the typical D. Simon violent story, whereas yours was kind of like the original, innovative, you know, unusual Wackerly story. Yeah, you but, actually um, gave me that story, so yeah. was that theory apart? But you like that one? Though. I did like it though. Um. So and uh, uh, the people enjoyed the narration. I think it was because all the Australians voted for you. Uh-huh. I think that's what it was. Listener came in just in third with a sixty-six. So uh, we had to split the beer here for this week. People, uh, you can uh, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card or listener submission, which you could send to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we received a number of good submissions this week, and I had to kind of narrow it down. But um, I believe you started episode 145. So I think me, that's true. Let me kick off 146 with my story. <laughs> You know, Wackley, if you were a police officer, would you ever eat fast food? Uh, you know, there's a you don't want to eat food that a teenager is serving you. Yeah, but Although, teenagers are the people who work at fast food restaurants. Unless you go during the day. I guess this is this is it's all about where where the line blurs between fast food and convenience food because if you go into a diner where there's like Older waitresses working older or adult waitresses. managers, they love to have the cops there because it means they're not going to get robbed. This is especially true in my town of residence, Oakland, California. Yeah. I feel I like going to restaurants where there's cops at the counter eating at the you know, But diner. think of who's cooking the food. The cooks are, tend to be younger. Yeah, that's true. The but cooks have probably had a drug violation in the past. <laughs> that's probably true. But I also think they don't want the place to be held up you know, because all their tips go out with the uh, – so the, felon. the cook here at Burnett, Texas, was uh, charged with a second-degree felony. A uh, cook at the Burnett restaurant called Andy's Landing was arrested this past Monday for tainting a hamburger he prepared for Burnett police chief. I'm sorry, um, but the word taint Paul is Nelson. just funny. <laughs> <laughs> According to the arrest affidavit, Jamie Perez, 23 years old, told a friend he wiped himself with a hamburger bun he was serving police chief Paul Nelson at Andy's Landing. Like the sweat from his brow? No, he actually wiped his anus with it, as he used the bun like toilet paper. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was his brow. Perez also said he put the veggies in his mouth before placing them on the burger and proceeded to spit and blow his nose on it. Don't you think wiping your asshole with the hamburger bun is enough? Yeah, so did he blow his nose on the bun after he wiped his ass with it? It seems kind of self defeating. I think he wiped his ass with it. Then blew his nose in the hamburger itself. Or maybe the other half of the bun. Something. A citizen told Chief Nelson, who filed a complaint with the Burnett County's Sheriff's Office, the chief recalled seeing Perez, along with another cook, standing behind the counter, watching him and laughing while he was eating his food that day. <laughs> Jamie is our best cook, says Andy's, Andy's Landing General Manager Tiffany, Tiffany Tapp. It's the last thing we ever expected. Tap was shocked when investigators walked in the kitchen and arrested him on Monday. 
Uh, they also arrested another cook, James Ledesma, at the restaurant as well. Both employees have been charged with tampering with consumer product, a second-degree felony. And here's the best line Whoa, of the story. Whoa, that's pretty heavy, right? Yeah, second-degree felony. I mean... What, I wonder what I wonder what I wonder what other crimes are second degree as opposed to first or third degree. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm surprised that food tampering would like uh, what be is so uh, harsh. what's Grand Theft Auto? Is that first That's degree? That's got first degree. Yeah. Wait, is first, first, first worse? Oh wait, oh, yeah, okay, first sorry. Worse. I thought first second degree. was worse. Than, what? So what's what else is second degree? You know, I am not sure. <laughs> what know, what is rape? I, I, I mean, derailed the rape would be first degree. Uh, date rape. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly more acceptable. Well, that, that's slightly mitigating. I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So the best line of the story is right I bought here. bought her a hamburger. She didn't want sex. <laughs> I wiped my ass Mitigating with it. circumstances. Said Chief Paul Nelson, it's hard, but I knew things like this might happen when I became a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, was that in the commencement speech at the police academy? One day you might eat a hamburger that has feces on it. <laughs> You know, you're going to be wearing that badge. means a lot of things. You could get shot at. A snotty punk might also <laughs> wipe his ass with your hamburger bun. What? Uh, where did this story happen again? This happened in Burnett, Texas. Okay. So the fact that we're using southern accents is completely validated completely and appropriate. Nelson uh, here believes his food was contaminated on more than one occasion. A uh, Burnett police officer's dash cam video picked up the voice of a disorderly Paris just way back in October. In uh, September, investigators said he could be heard ranting about the police chief and stated that he spat on the buns and rubbed the buns on his buns. <laughs> so uh, apparently this guy's a repeat um, bun rubber. Bun wiper? Bun wiper. He's done it before. Investigators are still discussing whether or not they'll obtain a search warrant to draw Perez's blood to test for communicable diseases. But you can get hep C from that. Yeah. Perez is not talking to investigators. Nelson is determined to let citizens know that this act was only directed at him and no one else. Well, because he's, he's friends with the restaurant owner? He's he friends with the restaurant owner. It's a small town. He's a pretty good guy. He doesn't want the restaurant yeah. to be closed, shut down. He's, uh, according to the general manager Although, here, would you eat there? <laughs> I would never eat there again. The general manager says, I hope that our customers do keep coming in and trust us to continue preparing their food. A tab said the restaurant owner is waiting on the outcome of the case to determine what will happen to Perez and Ledesma, the other cook. What? <laughs> the suspects are still employed, but are not allowed to cook. What are they doing? I don't Cleaning know. Cleaning the I mean, bathroom? <laughs> just uh, janitors? I mean, seriously. Parking dude, cars? Why would you fire these guys? Think of the uh, the comedy. <laughs> I mean, you need the comic relief every now and then. Cooking right, hamburger but as, serious as, business. We, as we just stated, you know, there's not going to be any customers there to appreciate the comedy. Dude, I would never eat at a restaurant. If I knew a cook was wiping his ass with someone's hamburger bun, I would never go in there again. But then again, it's like you kind of have to admit police officers need to expect this and prepare themselves for it. <laughs> it's like you'll see. Mucus, yeah. A big like loogie in the, you know, alongside the pickle. Maybe, but I mean, wiping bun, that's definitely quite innovative. I never would have thought of that myself. <laughs> Until today. But what I'm saying is, like, you have this cop who's probably busted half the cooks in this restaurant. He's coming in there to get well, his Well, they're meal. all drug What addicts. does he expect? They all, they're all stoners. Well, think about it. It's like, let's say the cop was, um, you know, let's say the cop was a dirty cop and ended up going to jail. What do you think those people would do to him? It's called vendetta. Shiv, retaliation. <laughs> You know, this is I, I, that's kind of why I kind of like I, I'm not siding with the employee here, but you kind I of do are. here. But I kind of understand his mentality. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm gonna have to give it. 
a few less, you know, a, a few less points because I kind of understand where the guy's coming from. Uh huh. I'm going three point seven five. So refresh my memory. The guy ate the whole cheeseburger, or he found out he saw the other cook laughing before he took a he bite. He ate the whole cheeseburger, and a citizen told him. Oh, after four the and a half stars. <laughs> he ate a <laughs> shitty burger. Four and a half for sure. Yeah, I'm going three point seven five because I kind of understand. This is just where he's a general from. diner type restaurant. Yeah, it's just a regular. Okay, diner. Yeah, four and a half. Four and a half. Sure. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. What do you have here for episode one forty six? My story comes out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, the birthplace of my favorite author, Raphael Aloysius Lafferty. Is that one of the swing states? I don't know. Right now? Is that borderline McCain, Obama? I don't keep the electoral map in my head like you seem to do. <laughs> yeah, but there's all these states that you don't know if they're red or if they're blue. I'm pretty, Oklahoma's probably pretty solidly red. I, I, th- think. I think they always It's right next Republican. to Texas. Yeah. A lot of cowboys down there. I blame them for the downfall of this nation. Uh, a man is uh, accused of murdering a woman and her adult son. Actually, they're quite old. The son is uh, 51, and the mother is 69. Wow. Oh. So she Sounds was like he was doing the guy a favor. <laughs> 51, <laughs> living with his mother? She was 18 when she had him, but it was a long time ago, so I don't know what the social, ap- you know, so the social uh, aspects of that story are. But uh, And he... Initially stole their money at gunpoint, and he indicated that his motive was that they had seen his face. Um, I don't know why he just didn't invest in some pantyhose or a ski mask. Yeah, or why didn't he wear, like, a clown mask or something? He obviously isn't a very experienced thief here. Yeah, just keep in mind that his explanation is that they had seen his face. His name's Joshua Julius Anderson, um, and initially, he'd absolutely denied knowing what the cops were talking about when they, uh, you know, hauled him in and accused him of this. Um, but what happened was, he in in the police station, he was shown a videotape of his brother, A.C. Anderson, who I think was in jail for something else. So the cops just pulled him out of jail and brought him in uh, to to question him about this thing. Um, and they showed this guy, Julia, Joshua, Joshua Julius, a videotape of his brother blaming him for the killings. And uh, Joshua became visibly upset, and he said he couldn't believe that his brother told on him. <laughs> so they, they tattletale. So wait, did they showed a video of his brother ratting him out? Yeah, and he couldn't believe that his brother told on him. Wow, that's some that's some pretty expert police work going on there. <laughs> They're pretty good down there in Tulsa. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of impressed. It's like some CSI type stuff. Yeah, he so this guy's on trial for two counts of first degree murder in the shootings of Herbert Hobbs, fifty one, and his mom, Rosemary Hobbs. Um and actually the murder took place at the son's home in Tulsa there. Uh but the story goes on. It's a little more involved than that. The bodies were severely burned in a February two uh two thousand seven fire that was set at the home. So the dude was trying to cover up the murder by burning down the home? Yeah, Anderson's also on trial in a first-degree arson count. So he murdered them because they saw his face. Apparently he burned the house down also because they saw his face. (laughs) Which, once again, ski mask, you don't have to burn a house down, you don't have to murder anybody. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, you know, robbers just invest in a pantyhose mask. It's not that expensive. Yeah, Joshua Julius Anderson uh, also apparently told his brother that he had made the mother and son uh, 
remember they're 51 and age 69. He made the mother and son engage in sex acts, <laughs> sex acts with each other before he shot them. Now that's just disgusting. I, I don't even. Once again, <laughs> he he killed them, uh, burned their house down, and made them engage in sex acts because they saw his face. <laughs> no, dude, you know, I think there's another reason why he made them engage in sex acts. But seriously, dude, a mother and son, sixty nine and fifty one. I wonder if they sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's that's, that's not really the end of it. Um, his uh, attorney, District Attorney Julie Doss, said that um, they also recorded uh, Joshua, and in, in that recorded interview, he described eating what he believed to be their brains because they saw his face. <laughs> okay, so this guy not only robbed this couple, he murdered them, but prior to that, he forced them to have sex, and then he ate their brains. And then he burned their house down. <laughs> So did did his brother tell him all this? No, I think all the brother said was that I think he was boasting at some point that he robbed some people and killed them. I don't know if the brother knew about all this other. Made them have sex shit. with each other. I ate their brains. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think at that point I probably would have told on my brother. Now, I mean, See, this, this guy's worse than the Unabomber. <laughs> well, I think the Unabomber killed a lot more people. Yeah, but the Unabomber's guy. brother ratted on him. It's just like That's you know, true. That's true. <laughs> Didn't didn't the brother tell him like where the cabin was in the middle of North? Yeah, Dakota I think he was like, you know, my brother's insane. Here's the directions, the cabin to his shack. <laughs> you got to go in there and get that guy. Uh, so all this is uh, it's horrifying, but it's also basically hearsay at this point, right? They have this guy who's obviously nuts, sort of confessing to some stuff, not confessing to the other things. They have the brother saying, yeah, he told me he did this. But I find this interesting. The prosecution has no murder weapon. Apparently the gun was thrown down a, a sewer grate or something. They have no DNA and no fingerprints to connect this guy with the crime. Then so how, how do they know he ate the brain? Because he said it in a videotaped interview. I think this guy is trying to trump up an insanity charge. I think he's trying to like feign feign insanity. So he's just throwing all kinds of crap out there. Throwing like, all kinds. Then of crap I dressed out up there. as Ronald McDonald and went and got a Happy Meal and shoved it all over my face yeah, and I strapped made the meat that. on his mother. You know, I, this, that's I don't know if I buy this. Yeah, and the, like I said, the brother's not really a credible witness because he's in jail right now for uh, having ammunition despite having a felony record, which is kind of a technical sort of thing. He didn't really do anything. He just violated his parole. Um, but this guy, uh, Joshua Julius Anderson, uh, has also been a problem previously for just sort of terrorizing this neighborhood over uh, you know robberies and drug disputes. Um, so... If if this is to be believed, it's pretty horrifying. He killed these guys. He, he first of all he robbed them. He thought that they saw his face. Did I mention that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, he thought they saw his face. <laughs> then he gotta cover your tracks. Forced them to have sex with each other, and they're senior citizens. Remember? Then he uh, ate some of their brains, and he burnt the house down. <laughs> so it almost think- makes you want to tr- uh, give petty criminals sort of some criminal training. Like we know you're gonna c- commit crimes. Uh, but here's how to do it and, and have a low impact. For for example, buy a ski mask. Yeah, buy a ski mask. You can just rob them and leave. Right. 
and that you know it's we don't like the fact that you're robbing them but it's kind of like the whole sex education thing like we yeah. don't want have te- teens to be having sex but if they're gonna have sex wear a condom so what i'm what saying you is if you're gonna be robbing people wear a face condom <laughs> which is my term for a ski mask a ski mask yeah wear a face condom and then you don't have to like force them to have sex eat their brains and burn their house down yeah so my, my question on the 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 finer detail of what you're going to score this i think relies on do you believe that all this stuff happened. He really did burn the house down because the house is burnt down. He and obviously he, did, he he really did burn the house down. Did he really he, make them have sex? But he did murder these people. He did murder them. But did he really make them have sex? And did he really eat their brains? Put it this way: I would score this a five point if if they all could that prove stuff is true that he you know ate their brains. Like if there's a video camera of him eating brains, or if he like had some brains in his pocket that he could pull out and take a little bite out of. I, if they could prove that, I would give this five stars. But just for the the egregious acts that he had already committed, I'm giving it a four point five. Uh, yeah, you'd think the autopsy, even though the bodies were horribly burnt in the house fire, you'd think they could see if the some of the brain matter was not burnt but missing. Or what che- if he shot had him big in the bite, head? Though, bite marks in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, so the brain matter was just all over the wall. Splattered he, all over the wall. He picked a little piece off the wall and put it in his mouth. I like to kind of think he was doing like some kind of you know. Evil Dead gnawing on the skull or something. Like Couldn't they analyze his poop <laughs> to see if there was any brain brain leftovers in it? Probably not. It gets fully digested. I'm also going to give it. I would I would give it a five, but I'm going to give it a four point five because we don't. It's hearsay at this. It's point. hearsay, and we can't prove it. And I I do think he's he's trying to go for the insanity charge. Although you think you just talk about you know just completely ape shit crazy stuff yeah you'd think you'd start going off like charles manson talking about like the prophet or you know taking salvia yeah being thinking (laughs) your isosceles triangle i mean i would say something like that i mean that that would prove you're insane yeah we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one so the listener submission this week for episode 146 comes from all the way from the land down under once again we're gonna have to uh, talk about australia in another podcast this was sent in from chris he says good day mates Love your Aussie accents. This is pretty fucking sick. Best line in the article. She now struggles to wipe her child's bottom. I wonder if it had nuts. The gravity of that statement will become clear to you as I describe the story. Okay. Coogie Bay Hotel in Sydney served human feces in ice cream. This is another sick and wrong where we're just going to get right into excrement. This I'm is loving the story. scatological sick and wrong. Yeah, I'm loving the stories this week, by the way. Sydney Eastern Suburbs Drinking Hole, the Coogee Bay Hotel, is at the center of a scandal involving the serving of human fecal matter in a bowl of ice cream. The family here alleges hotel staff served them a large bowl of ice cream covering what looked like compacted chocolate. The uh, laboratory report here by the federal government's National Measurement Institute confirms that the matter served to the White family and partly consumed by Mr. White's wife jessica has an offensive odor and physical properties similar to human excreta there's like a bureau of weights and measures and fecal measurements in australia is that what you're telling me apparently there is a government bureau that measures fecal matter <laughs> the federal government's national measurement institute okay there's a thankless job and it was found to contain fragments of a variety of plant matter typical of excreta. <laughs> but not typical of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hotel owner Chris Even Chung, Australian ice cream normally doesn't have this plant matter in it. Even Australian ice cream does not have flecks of human crap in it. Okay. Uh, maybe, I mean. But, uh, I've I never been it. there, so I can't say <laughs> yeah, from first-hand experience. Yeah, I've never actually had Australian ice cream. I mean, maybe it looks like chocolate chips. 
Hotel owner Chris Chung and general manager Tony Williams have offered the Whites 5000 Australian dollars without admitting liability, but the family has rejected the offer. Yeah, that's don't, a good good idea. Don't don't take the five grand. Don't you think they're kind of admitting like admitting guilt somewhat by offering the money? Uh, it's such a small amount of money. I mean, five thousand bucks. Yeah, for did they really? Shit? Yeah, did they really think these this family was going to take that and shut up? Dude, it's I mean, dumb. seriously, if you order a Sunday at McDonald's and there's like instead of like the you know the hot fudge Sunday covering, it uh-huh. was just like hot diarrhea covering. You would want a little bit more than five grand. Oh, I would be taking Ronald McDonald for everything he was worth. <laughs> Mrs. White, the uh, poo eater, said the whole episode has had a lasting effect on her. She said now she struggles when wiping her youngest son's bottom and was anxious about eating out. <laughs> you know, why? Okay. An- being anxious about eating out. I can, I can understand, understand that. But why? She, now she's just milking it for trying to get as much as she can. I think she's making excuses so that she doesn't have to clean up her son's nappies. I think she's yeah. like, now. Uh, I don't think the husband should be listening Yeah, now to that Mr. White has to do this. She says, the minute I put the spoon to my lips, the stench went through my nostrils. I retched and spat it into the napkin. Stench through the nostrils. Yeah. It's got to be nasty. Just as a general rule, when you're eating out, you should sort of smell the food before you put it to your lips. Or if something looks like a compacted piece of poo. You should be looking at it and smelling it before you put it to your lips. Maybe don't eat it. Yeah. Unless you're at a Chinese food restaurant where everything kind of could be. Yeah. How matter. would you know? How would you know? My friend thought I was overreacting, but when she smelt it, she started screaming, oh my God, they served us shit. It's kind of like that Peter Jackson movie, Bad Taste. <laughs> Uh, I Mr. think he's from New Zealand, not Australia. Uh, same thing. <laughs> Mr. White has now employed law firm Slater Gordon in a legal action against the management of the hotel, who he says have demonstrated arrogance and complete lack of contrition, and worse, accused the family of only being after money. The Whites say they're outraged that someone would serve human waste to children. Uh, the, couple are, um, the couple making suspicious the suspicious allegation, according to the hotel here, have made a demand for up to a million dollars from the Coogee Bay Hotel. A million American dollars a million or a million Australian Aussie dollars. bucks? <laughs> uh, they believe this borders on extortion. The Whites deny they're trying to extort money from the hotel. Pain um, and suffering. Mr. White says, I just don't think they should be allowed to get away with it by trying to give us money. Apparently, the Coogee Bay Hotel has had a controversy, been marred in controversy, for alcohol-related violence in the past. It has recently spent a large amount of money trying to change its image, including getting rid of the notorious bra boys and encouraging a more family-oriented atmosphere. Uh, can you elaborate on that last statement, please? You know, I wish they would give us a little more description on that. I don't know who the Australian notorious bra boys are, but my imagination is just kind of flying out there. Would right the now. Uh, average Australian newsreader just know what that's about? The the infamous bra boys? I, I have no idea what that's even referring to. I'm kind of hoping that we have an Australian fan who lives in Sydney who either was a bra boy or <laughs> knows of the bra boys to let us know who the notorious bra boys of uh, Sydney, Australia are. I'm extremely curious. Yeah, I'm very curious myself. So on the sick and wrong star scale, this woman actually ate ice cream shit. But they no nobody knows how the poo got in there, why the poo got in there, whether it was deliberate, Mr. a disgruntled ice cream preparer, or or if it was just some like leaky pipe that sprayed poo all over the ice cream. Well, Mr. White contends that the incident followed a trivial uh, trivial altercation that he had had with the hotel's management. Prior, oh, so he's probably he must be a bit of a dick. 
I think he wa- he wanted to watch something called the grand final as advertised, and I guess the television screen was in another room where they were eating their ice cream, and uh, he caused a ruckus. What's the grand final? The grand finale? No, the grand final. I think it's some kind of Australian like you know. Don't they watch like kangaroos? Box hopping or boxing or something <laughs> like that. Oh, I could see why he'd want to wrestling watch that. crocodiles. I think that's a sport <laughs> over there. So yeah, I think he wanted to watch that on the telly, and he caused a, a stir. And they were like, you know what? We can't kick him out of the hotel, but we can shit in his wife's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate, you want to play that game? I got a little nugget of poo in your ice cream. Yeah. So on the second wrong star scale, she did eat uh, ice cream with human excrement. I'm gonna have to give that. Five stars. Thought experiment. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, here's the question. You're at a restaurant. You 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 want to watch something on TV, like the uh, the final episode of Dancing with the Stars. I know you're a big fan of that show. I love that show. And you want to watch it, and you ask to watch it, and the wait staff and the restaurant manager gets all surly with you. He's like, fuck you, we're not going to watch this. We're watching, uh, I don't know, The Real Housewives of Atlanta or something. And... Uh, the ice cream comes. You, you order some ice cream, obviously. The ice cream comes, and there's like a big log of shit on the bottom. It's so, obvious. It's like you an see obvious it. log of shit. Um, and let's just say that there's a closed caption TV camera in the restaurant that's pointing right at you. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, you don't want to eat some shit. But would you to get a million dollars? But you probably have a pretty good chance of winning $5 million in civil court, especially in the United States. I don't know how it is over in Australia. But in the Do US, you take a bite of ice cream and just a little piece of shit, enough to get on camera where it goes into your mouth and you swallow it, and then you sort you, of lock down you your case up afterwards to lock down your case. Well, yeah, you you drink, you know, like like five glasses of and scotch you make like and a big puke and regurgitation. Yes, I would eat a little piece of poo for five for million million. For five, $5 yeah. Would you? Yes, because you know why, like you were saying about the Chinese restaurant, you know you've eaten worse and just haven't realized it. Exactly, dude, rats. You gotta, you gotta get a lot of Squirrels. ice cream mixed in with it, yet still have it obvious on the camera that the poo is on your spoon. What if the poo had nuts? It doesn't really have any bearing <laughs> on my decision. I would eat it. You know, I, I imagine we're gonna get a lot of listener email about this one. I'm five million dollars, I would never work again. I'm thinking most listeners would eat the bit to of eat poo. a little bit of poo. poo ice cream. So on the star scale, what are you giving this one? I don't know four. Four. Okay, <laughs> four stars. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode one forty six. Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living. Ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. The sick and wrong. Sick and run. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Right here. Yes, you're listening to Sikronon, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. So, actually, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to uh, phone calls, the Sick and Wrong Hotline, and uh, listener email. People, you can call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206 666 3846. Or email us, sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. All right, well, Wankerly, let's uh, start off here with call number one. Uh, okay. Here it comes. Hey, Sick and Wrong, it's Jeff the Pizza Guy. I'm a new listener. I'm listening to episode 145, and you guys just said call if you're drunk or stoned. Well, I'm stoned, and I called. I like the show. Keep it up, guys. 
<laughs> now, why did we play that? Well, you know, at first I was thinking about this. I was like, why would we play that one? Because, you know, we do say, call if you're drunk or stoned, and we do get a lot of calls just like that one. Yeah. Of people who, have, who are drunk or stoned or inebriated in some other fashion, and yet they have nothing to say. Right, but he was much, he was very clarified. You could understand what he was saying, which is a but step above. But he had above. nothing to say. I mean, he wasn't telling us a story, except he did mention that he's a pizza guy. Yeah, so we have an official sick and wrong truck driver, Trucker Paul, although uh, I think he might be dead because he hasn't called in for a while. Yeah, we haven't heard from Paul in a while. Uh, we have a couple of official sick and wrong train engineers, one in Australia and one in uh, the United States. Yeah, and now we have an official sick and wrong pizza guy. I would think that there's a lot of funny stories associated with being a pizza guy. I want to know how many times he's delivered a pizza and someone answered the door butt naked, male or female. Or miscellaneous. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, or Jeff the pizza guy, next time you get drunk or high, call the Sick and Wrong Hotline and share some funny pizza stories with us. Did you ever deliver pizzas? No, but I worked at Little Caesars and made pizza. I never delivered or made pizzas. But yeah, I would if I was delivering pizzas, especially if it was a small town like I grew up in, I would just be stoned the entire night. Yeah, we used to smoke a lot of weed. I remember one time the assistant principal came in, and I took the dough and wiped my ass with... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say it. <laughs> assistant, did you have a beef with the assistant principal? Is that true, at least? Yeah, I never liked that guy. <laughs> so, Jeff, next time you call the Sick Wrong Hotline, give us some pizza stories. You should have smoked some salvia and tried to make a pizza. <laughs> Just shove your face in it and then try and climb into the oven. Turn to a triangle. Um, so, uh, call number two. This is a, a repeat caller, somebody from Philadelphia. Philly guy. Hey, this is your buddy from Philadelphia. And I don't know how many fucking podcasts I call. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you were talking last week about what makes you an alcoholic, and I want to know if, if I am. I drink, I say I drank every day for about the past five years. I mean every day. But the thing is, I don't drink a lot. I have like four beers leading up to me going to bed. But the, the thing about it is, I can't drink anymore. If I would drink five or six, I'd probably get sick and have a hangover the next day because I'm a fucking pussy lightweight who can't drink. I drink fucking light beer, too. So I just wanted <laughs> to ask you whether you think I'm an alcoholic or not. And uh, that's about it. See you later. Peace. Yingling lager. That's what they drink in Philadelphia. Yingling? Yeah, it's, it I can't Asian. even spell it. No, it's like Y-U-E-N-G-L-I-N-G or something like that. It's actually pretty good. It's cheap. Um, Is that like they're kind of like their MGD? Yeah, but MGD is... You can get MGD there, too. It's completely a local beer. It's just one of those, like, this brewery's from Philly, and it's never going over there. It's never going to go out of business. It's never going to get shipped to the fucking faggoty California. It's our own beer here. I thought Keystone was was a Pennsylvania beer. No, that's from Colorado and it's Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's just awful. I would say to answer his question though, no. I don't think this guy's an alcoholic at all. But I think the definition I gave before is if you're having four beers before you you know, you come home from work, you eat dinner with your wife or girlfriend or play with your kids if you have them, and then you have four beers while you're watching TV before you go to bed. That's not an alcoholic to me. I mean, you are drinking 30 beers a week for, Dude, for every night. You probably have four beers and drink half a fifth of vodka before you go to bed. We're not talking about whether <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. We're answering this guy's question. Yeah, but I don't consider you an alcoholic. So Philly you know, guy, that's good to I totally do not think is an alcoholic. No, you're, you're cool. Actually, I would say, if I had to say anything, I would say, Philly guy, you should be drinking more. Because it will enhance your life. Yeah, I almost want to say at this point, 
Philly guy's a girl drink drunk. So yeah, so he's drinking much. four light beers and he gets sick at five. Do you think he puts umbrellas in those beers <laughs> or like crazy straws? I think he has one of those really, you know, that, that like curly Q straw going The crazy in there. straw, exactly. Yeah, with like a little umbrella. I Seriously, mean, uh, Philly guy, sack up. I yeah. Mean, you guys are from Philly. You're supposed to be tough and you're you're crapping out at exactly, four light dude. beers. You should be pounding like six younglings or whatever those are. Yingling. <laughs> Yingling, yeah. Pound six younglings. You should pound four yinglings on your drive home from work <laughs> that yeah, should just be the beginning it's like you get out of the steel mill you know go pound a few yinglings <laughs> you've got bruce springsteen cranking on the on the you know the eight track so in short philly guy you're not an alcoholic believe me you need to yeah. drink more yeah seriously step it up uh what about call number three um this is a call from a new forum poster and also, I think she donated to Die Hard's uh, forum, you know, fund. Okay, wait, wait. Is this the uh, the uh, Iowa girl? Iowa girl. I, you know, I've seen her postings on the forum like several times. Actually, she chimes in a lot, and yeah, she was and a contributor to the uh, Sick Wrong forum. So, thank you, Iowa, Iowa girl, for doing that, giving us a call. So, let's play this. Here we go. Hey, Sick and Wrong. This is Iowa girl. How are you this week? Um, I'm calling in with another medical horror story, and I don't even have to come... Hold on one second here. <laughs> I'm a little confused. Is that Mr. Garrison, or <laughs> is that Iowa girl? <laughs> I don't think that's a girl. I think maybe she has a frog in her throat. She might be sick or something. I think she might have a dick. <laughs> it might be me. Okay. Become the internet. For these, they come out of my own files. Anyway, picture a three-year-old girl with epiglottitis. The epiglottis is the little flap that keeps food from going down your windpipe so that you don't... <laughs> I, I don't like these medical things. <laughs> it's making Dude, me sick. I think uh, he, she's doing this on purpose just to get, just to get under your she's skin here. To, she's trying to get to me. I'm pissed. So that you don't choke to death when you're eating. And epiglottitis is when that gets all swollen up and it can be a serious emergency. So her parents take her to the emergency room and the idiot ER doctor freezes up and is too afraid to do the tracheostomy, which is where they cut the hole in your windpipe so you can breathe and not yeah, suffocate to death. He wants to just dump her, get her airlifted out to another hospital where there's a doctor that's not an idiot, but it's a dark and foggy night, and so they can't fly her. She dies in the emergency room because this stupid doctor can't do a tracheostomy. Hawkeye Pierce does this operation in the field with a penknife every week. Okay. I'm loving the reference to Hawkeye Pierce. <laughs> it is kind of cool, the mass <laughs> reference. But why can you answer me this? Isn't it called a tracheotomy? That's how I always knew it, but you know, Maybe is, is I don't it, have no medical book learning. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not, you know, uh, medical literate in terms of uh, the medical terms here, but I always thought it was a tracheotomy. Maybe, Maybe the correct know, term is tracheostomy. It might be one of those words that has two different uh, appropriate pronunciations. But Hawkeye Pierce could do it with a penknife in the field. And but then he would be like, "Damn this war! <laughs> Damn this government!" Was Hawkeye Pierce the one that dressed in drag? Uh, Hawkeye was Alan Alda. Okay. You're thinking of Alan Farr. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. That's Klinger. <laughs> Klinger, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Every week, and this doctor can't do it. I could do it. Any of you could do it. It's just I doubt ridiculous. I could do that. Anyway, kind of the kicker do it, to the story that's happened in a small town in northwest Iowa, and the parents of the girl, the dad, is the mayor of the small town, <laughs> so isn't that nice? 
Well, anyway, that's it for this week. Um, next installment, whenever I call in, will be, uh, sorry, folks, but your baby boy is now a girl. Anyway, I'll talk to you all later. Keep it sick and wrong. I love your show. Bye. I love how she left us with a teaser. Yeah, I, I it's wonder like if, uh, waiting for the next installment. But I wonder if it's the teaser of her own life story. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I was just thinking about that at the end. Do you think that's a dude or do you think that's a chick? I don't know, but I want to hear the rest of the story, so I don't want to offend her. He. Well, Iowa girl, you you know you know you've been listening to the show long enough to know that we pretty much rib everybody. Oh, it's all in jest. It's all in jest. So I, I hear the rest of the story. So please call us back. I really want to know what happens when a parent finds out that their boy is now suddenly a girl. Plus, what the fuck is going in on in Iowa with the medical community? It's like is the is the infant mortality rate super high there? I didn't know. You know, I never knew a doctor could do that. Be like, I'm not operating. Sorry, I don't know how. Yeah. Did I mean, Children of the Corn happen in Iowa? I think that movie? I think, I think it was. I mean, it's a very big corn state. I know that, but but even it's then, a frightening they, area. I bet you some of those children could probably do that tracheotomy. Yeah, she should tell us what her occupation is, so she can be the official sick and wrong something. Something. Or other. Yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully she's not a pizza guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that position is already taken. People, thanks for calling the uh, Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial hotline, 206-666-3846. We always want to hear from you, and we'll eventually get to your phone calls, so give us a call. Uh, we also received a number of listener emails here. Well, actually, I'm going to read a couple of them. Got one here from Janine. She says, I'll make you a deal, guys. If you make a maternity Sick and Wrong shirt, preferably long sleeves, I'm about to face the Canadian winter, you know, available on Cafe Press, I'll send you each a toque. Just tell me what colors and how fluffy you want it. So wait a minute. She's pregnant. <laughs> she's she's asking us to make her a shirt that will that will cover up her, her her fetus and also keep it warm from the Canadian elements. And she's promising us a hat. She's promising is us this, a hat. Is the safety of this child, this soon-to-be child, in our hands? You know, that's why I'm wondering if the safety of this child's at stake. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like if we don't get her this maternity sick and wrong shirt, she's going to freeze. Yeah. The and, baby's going to die. And the unborn baby. You know, I'll look into it, Janine. I'll uh, check Cafe Press and see if they offer any cutting-edge maternity gear we had here. A, we had a baby bib at one point. Right? Yeah, get her, get the sick and wrong baby bib once you squeeze that puppy out. Yeah. I'm really appreciate that. But no, I'll check into it, and if I can get a maternity shirt made, I'll definitely do it. If not, then just order an XXL. Yeah, isn't I, yeah that was thinking the same thing. Isn't a maternity shirt the same thing as like a big fat Midwestern bowling guy shirt? <laughs> hey, that, that's kind of what I thought. So I, I don't see why that would be a. Big, I, when a big I lived deal. in Michigan, I knew a lot of guys who had the same physique as a pregnant as a woman. Pregnant woman. <laughs> and those are probably like double XL or something. Yeah, it's all about accommodating the gut. I'll look into it, Janine. But I would appreciate a toque. Hanukkah's just around the corner. Okay. Oh, we got another email here from uh, another a Michigan fan. He says, hey, guys, another Michigan connection here. Not sure how I found your podcast. Probably Podcast Alley. You guys got me through a rough week with the flu, and I say thank you. I'm on episode 55, and I haven't puked yet. Maybe in my mouth a little bit, probably by something D said. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. <laughs> I live just north of Pontiac, Michigan, near Utica, and spent the night probably in the same holding cell Wackerly did back in 99. The Pontiac lockup. If he was busting Pontiac, which you were. Weren't you busting Pontiac? Yes, I was busting Pontiac for driving under the influence. He says, I was busted for the same thing, of course. I didn't end up pissing in the steel toilet, however. 14 hours is a long time to hold it. Shit-covered bum lying near or not. 
Battlestar and Deadwood Rock. Talk to you soon off to episode 56. Thanks for the laughs. Best regards, Colonel Morphine. Is this my long-lost doppelganger or something? He likes Deadwood. He likes Battlestar. Busted in Pontiac for DUI. I, I, don't, to, I don't know about the morphine reference. I'm not a big heroin fan. But. I'm about to say, Wackerly, this sounds like uh, somebody that you should know. Yeah, not really. I don't, I don't like myself. I don't know why I would like him. <laughs> well, uh, Colonel Morphine, uh, rest assured, Wackerly did spend the night in that very same cell. Right. Fourth uh, of July, though. The reason I didn't use the, the, the stainless steel urinal is because it was Fourth of July and the holding cell was, there were like 50 dudes in there. And you, I think on a normal night, maybe there'd be 10, and I probably would have been able to take What happens a shit if you have there. to move your bowels? Like, is there like a, a stall? No, no you stalls. You just have to do it in front of everybody. Yeah, you make friends with a guy, and you're like, hold up your shirt and cover me. <laughs> I, I think I would hold that. No, seriously, it sounds like you'd be fast friends with Colonel Morphine there, Wackerly. Um, finally, people, if you haven't already, go join the Sick and Wrong forum. Post some messages on it. Don't be shy. I know there's a lot of lurkers on the forum. But right now, there's over 700 people signed up for it. I don't know how many people are real people. I don't know how many people lie about their gender on the forum. <laughs> but uh, go check it out. You can link to it. It's linked right off of our main page, com. Forum's a damn good time. And uh, yeah, a lot of interesting postings on there. A lot of nudity. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show on iTunes. really helps us out. Leave us a comment. Give us five stars. Right now, we have 60 comments on the third page of Comedy Podcasts. Yeah. So I'm impressed. Cool. Can I can I mention something before you close this one out? I was looking at Podcast Alley, even though we've disparaged it, but I think we've sort of I, you know I still we've encourage come people, back to say like we'd like to be highly ranked every month. You know, I encourage people to vote on Podcast it's narcissism. Alley. Yeah, I like to read the comments. I, I don't think as many people go to Podcast Alley as they do iTunes. Yeah, but still though, we thought we like to be recognized. I like to read Alley. the comments, and like I said, it's narcissism. But I read one comment that that went above and beyond satisfying my narcissism. Uh, and it completely grabbed me by the nutsack. And, D, I haven't told you this, but I, I wonder if it grabs you by the nutsack. I didn't even write down the poster's name because I'm a retard. A retard. <laughs> Is that the Australian <laughs> pronunciation of that word? And I think it, I'm hoping that this comment was from an Australian listener because the content of the comment was boomerang on its way. Wow, that's cryptic, though. What do, what do they mean by this? Are they going to hit us with a boomerang? It's not that cryptic to me. We've been asking people to send us stuff. You know, oh, yeah. We don't want money because what? who the fuck cares? We want stuff. We, like, we probably moon, make more than you. The moonshine, <laughs> the moonshine has spoiled us. Yeah, but we also live in a more expensive city. Than yeah, that's true. So all our money is piddled away. But So the moonshine has spoiled us for getting uh, gifts from listeners. And when I see a comment like boomerang on the way... No, seriously. I'm thinking that's authentic like, Australian boomerang is on its way to the P.O. box, and I'm thinking crackheads in the tenderloin, boomerang to the head. The fun we could have with a boomerang. Have you ever seen the, the Road line. Warrior? <laughs> I've seen did the Warrior the Road Warrior have a boomerang? No, but that little mutant ape kid did. <laughs> <laughs> I could already picture Wackerly just kinda hopping around, just knocking crackheads out. Even if I never throw back. it anywhere, I'm gonna wear it around in my belt as a threat. <laughs> Just in case. Well, hopefully uh, that that rings true, and uh, we do end up getting a boomerang. I totally. Whoever made that it. posting, I'm waiting for the boomerang. You know, which which is interesting to me. Like in Australia, are boomerangs just readily available at like Walmart? Oh, I think I think just roadside. Uh, you know, Aborigines, Aborigines just carve them and sell them for a <laughs> and penny. Just get a boomerang. Yeah. Well, we would greatly appreciate a boomerang or any other 
thing you have to send us, long, as long as there's no excrement involved. Believe me. <laughs> what if the boomerang has a little bit of shit on the end? I think I'm just going to send it right back. <laughs> it probably should be. It returned at customs. Finally here for the sick and wrong song of the week. It comes from Mike Skinless of uh, Skin Mike, who's his band, myspace.com slash Skin Mike. He's like an industrial guy. He says, Dean Lance, I'm Mike. I sent in short song, which you played in podcast 122 or something. I wanted to respond to an inquiry you guys had. Uh, also wanted to send, uh, wanted to congratulate you on your upcoming 150th podcast. You definitely take the most brutal portion of the human condition and make it hilarious. Well, thank you for the compliment. I'm sure this has already been done, but I want to offer you a theme song. I've been working on it for like a month or something, and I was trying to make a piece I had that relaxing at home feeling. Because when I'm at home, I'm listening to your podcast. Isn't that kind of comforting to know that people relax and just kind of sit there and listen to Sick and Wrong? With some like Hennessy. Yeah. And really. the lights turned down Little low. Jack Daniels, yeah. like some mood lighting. Yeah. Do what you like with it. It'd be cool if you used it as part of it to open the show. If, uh, by the way, I have diabetes, and if it were some terminal illness, then that would be my make-a-wish thing, that you guys use it as a part or use part of it to open the show but i'm not dying any more than anyone else is so do as thou wilt <laughs> so we're gonna end the show here with a sick and wrong song of the week um from mike skinless it's the maybe the new sick and wrong theme song i'm a little creeped out by the the reference to diabetes and the sort of like inherent threat that he might die if we don't <laughs> put this on the air well it's kind of funny it's like i thought when kids make like make a wish foundation it's like i want to meet ronnie james dio it's like this guy's <laughs> make a wish is i want you guys to use a portion of my song in your show plus isn't the make a wish foundation supposed to contact us he's doing like an end run around the, the yeah know, he's the circumventing the foundation here <laughs> maybe know. you should contact the reach whole... around foundation yeah. Yeah, I don't know about this whole diabetes story. But regardless, I'm going to end the show here with uh, with the, the the song courtesy of Mike Skinless. So finally, Wackerly. Shouldn't uh, he be more worried about not having any skin rather than having <laughs> diabetes? I don't know. I'd be more should worried be about concerned that. with that. Wackerly, it's uh, Halloween this weekend. I wish a happy Halloween to uh, everybody out there, even you foreigners. I know you don't celebrate it, but you yeah, should. Yeah, they do. It's not an American holiday. Dude, they don't celebrate Halloween in England. I think they do. No, they celebrate Guy Fucks Day. <laughs> Like where they go out and fuck each other. I thought it was like a <laughs> Dru- I thought it was a druidic holiday that everybody celebrates. It's a pagan holiday, but I think it's only popular it's only here. in America. Okay, yeah, we fine. never celebrated in South Africa as a kid. But uh, Wackerly, do you have any big plans for uh, Halloween? What are you going as? <laughs> I fucking hate Halloween. I know, I know. That's why I'm asking. I you. might do the. Uh, I might draw a reverse B on my face and and black my eye out. Nobody probably knows what that means. Wait, wait, wait is that I'm the, not even willing to elaborate on? Are you it. making a reference to the woman who who? Uh, fabricated that story about getting beat up by an Obama supporter. Yeah, she supposedly was robbed at an ATM because she had a McCain sticker on her car, and then they carved a B into her face. But the B was reversed because she actually did it to herself, and she was looking in the mirror, <laughs> and she's retarded. Idiot. It's yeah. a good costume, though. It is a good costume. And I think here's the thing about costumes. Tons of people have great ideas for costumes, and I'm extending the show way beyond where it should go. Tons of people have great ideas for costumes, and they're so like obscure that nobody understands what the fuck they're supposed to be. No one ever gets it. Yeah. They don't. Unless Which you... is the sign of a bad costume. I think you, at one point, and I encouraged this, I... Except some blame went as Cabbage Head from the Kids in the Hall, which I still think is an awesome costume. Cryptic character from Kids in the Hall that no one would recognize. Yeah. Except for I, two dudes, <laughs> age 45. I would have recognized it, but I encouraged the costume, so I didn't count. 
Well, you know, I think I might go as uh, Governor Palin this year. It's time for me to finally dress in drag. You're not nearly as hot as Governor Palin. I could be. No. With a brown wig, glasses. Are you going to wax your face? No. <laughs> I'm going to go with Governor Palin bearded with a 5 Gale. o'clock shadow. Bearded Governor Palin. Okay. <laughs> well, people, we wish you a happy Halloween. We'll be back next week with episode 147. Till then, take it so easy. Good night. There's only two options, kill or be killed. Hey, dickheads, why are you so fucking late for, man? The fuck? Oh, thanks. Bye. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for anti-social commentary. Steve Simon. No, there's no, there's calling for his head, aren't they? And I'm Lance Wackerly. I'm Wackerly. Ed Ted Wyckoff, 37 years old, made the world a better place by killing them. <laughs> he admitted the slangs but said he had no choice uh, other than to kill his sister no and, and her husband, uh, Paul Rogers, 48. And knew it. So, mm-hmm. so what's the problem? Tell me exactly what happened. I just killed a kid. You just killed a kid? Yes, ma'am. Okay, what happened? It's been something going on for five years. What's going on? It's just, you know, I've been being harassed by him and his parents for five years. And they, you know, just, they just... What is your name, sir? Charles Martin. Okay, what happened? Tell me what happened, Charles. They've just been giving me a bunch of making the other kids harass me in my place, tearing things up. Okay, so what'd you do? I shot him with a four-time shotgun. You shot him with a shotgun? Where is he? He's laying in his yard. My story here concerns a new method for birth control. Instead of having to wear a condom, or instead of having to go get, like, you know, an abortion or use a sponge, is stabbing the newborn baby 135 times. So the way it works here is I present my article, Lance presents his article, and then we decide who has the most disgusting, repulsive, whatever article of that week, and you win a case of beer. The loser has to buy the winner a case of beer. NGD. 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 NGD.
<laughs> like, well, you know I'm going to suck your dick and you're going to like it. For well, Jesus. 